right, let's pray. Thank you, Father, for such a blessed opportunity of what we've heard and what we are able to be a part of. We just thank you this morning. Lord, I thank you that you have brought each person here. Lord, I'm so excited that each person is here today that's here. Lord, you might have called others. I don't know. And they might have missed it. I don't know that either. But Lord, I thank you for each person that's here and for your love that's represented by each one of them because you created them, you love them. And Lord, I just thank you for that love that's being poured out right now. As Joe said, you gave, you gave first and you gave the greatest. You gave your only son and provided everything that we need. And so, Lord, we just want to thank you. Our hearts are full of gratitude. Lord, my heart is full of gratitude for each life that's here that you have so much special in store for each one of every age that's here. And, Lord, I just feel honored to, to be a part of that. And we thank you this morning. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you that it's so precious that, that you sent Jesus to be the manifested image of your word and to deliver your word to deliver your word in full life example on this earth, that we could see him and we could know you and know your nature, know how you really love us, know how you really provide for us, know what your will is. And so, Holy Spirit, we thank you right now for revealing to us what you would have us to know. I thank you, Lord, for answers right now. For anybody seeking an answer that's under the sound of my voice, I thank you, Father, for deliverance. I thank you for freedom. I thank you, Father, for revelation of you and of your will. Thank you for wisdom, understanding, along with revelation of your word. Lord, we declare we receive those things right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Amen means you believe it. Okay, so don't get real nervous because you see a lot of scriptures on your page, okay? I'm just going to introduce this today. This is a new series that we're starting today. I'm just going to introduce this because it's, it's going to be um, probably a couple of messages at least. Um, and I want to introduce the thought of it in a couple of directions with this, things to complement the topic today, and then we'll pick it up in three weeks, okay? Next week, you, you just heard who, who we're going to have and what the message is going to be, and in, in two weeks, we're going to have a, a different guest because I'm going to be out of town, okay? So, you'll have to come and find out who that is. <laughs> I'm going to keep you in suspense. Um, so, I just want to introduce this today, and I want you to, if you have your Bible, look this up. You know, I want to encourage you, I don't, I don't think I've ever said this in here, but I want to encourage you to either bring your Bible or get one off the rack when you're here and look things up with us. And you say, well, don't be, a, don't be a, a busybody or tell me what to do. I'm not telling you what to do. I want to encourage you in something. And this is something I learned a long time ago. Okay, and this goes for all ages. If you can't, we'll have them on the, on the board. I mean, on the screen, that's okay. But I just want to encourage you, if you can, you know what? When you, when you look up scriptures, 
it gets you more, fam- one thing, it's just a practical side of it, it gets you more familiar with where books of the Bible are. And another thing is, is that I've found, and, and this, if this is just me, then you take it and put it on the shelf. I've found that when I look up things and, and see them for myself, it gives like another dimension. If anybody can witness with this with me, you tell me. But I found it gives me another dimension of the Holy Spirit being able to reveal to me because I see it with my own eyes as well as hearing it. Okay? So anyway, that was a bonus today. I'm not charging for that part, but I just wanted to encourage you. So anyway, you probably never hear that for a while. Okay, so turn to Proverbs 21:23. I want you to see this because this is the keynote scripture of this whole series, I believe. And so I wanted you to look at it. We're talking about the importance of what we say. It could be a lot of different things we could call what this is going to be. And you've probably heard some messages along this line before. You might have heard other people that we've had up here on the screen or that you've seen on TV or heard on CD or DVD talk about things like this. But I just believe this will be tailored for us. But Proverbs 21 23 says, He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. So what this is going to be about is the importance of what comes out of our mouth and rolls off of our tongue. (laughs) And that's true for both the positive and the negative. (laughs) But it says here, if you'll guard it, it'll keep you out of trouble. It would be so easy if, if, if our mouth came with a lock and key. <laughs> and if it did, I would say most times we would rarely unlock it. <laughs> and then you would, you would definitely keep yourself out of trouble. But somehow God didn't see fit to make it that easy because he gave you a free will. <laughs> and so he didn't make it quite that easy. He wants you to get a revelation of it. And... And, and probably on the positive side, if we had to go find the key and unlock it every time, we'd miss some opportunities for some good stuff to just roll off the t- end of your tongue. Stuff that you've sown in your heart, like the Word of God, right? So, but it's important to put a guard over our mouth. I think so many times we get in trouble, I can testify, because of what I say without thinking. And I don't mean thinking with my head. I mean, if you can call it thinking with my heart, my spirit having the opportunity to determine what I say rather than my head or my emotions. See, you heard this again last week. You are a spirit. We're going to study this more. (laughs) It's going to get grounded in you. If somebody asked who you are or what you are, you're going to be able to roll this right off the end of your tongue by the time we finish this, this spirit, soul, and body study. But you are a spirit. That's the real you in here. The part God breathed into you. When he sowed into your, when you're in your mother's womb, you are a spirit. You have a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a physical body that has five physical senses. Okay, but the real you is your spirit, man. And so, we need to work at and will to be led by our spirit, man, and the Holy Spirit living in there, because that's where He lives, rather than by our head our intellect, or much rather than by our emotions. Boy, will that get you in trouble. (laughs) Or much more rather than by our body. 
Boy, that'll get you in trouble too. I'm working on that one. You can put the pounds on easy. <laughs> All that sugar, you know, the, the five major food groups, fat, grease, cholesterol, sugar. Um, don't, you know, if you're ruled by your body, it gets you into trouble. We need to work on being ruled by our spirit. And, I, and that's pretty much what this kind of equates to, is putting a guard over your mouth and disciplining yourself with the help of the Holy Spirit to speak out of your spirit man being led by Him rather than out of those other two parts. It will keep you out of trouble. We just read the word that says so right there. And then if you flip back a couple of, of chapters to 18, verse 21, it's another familiar scripture probably. It's been quoted in here many times. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat its fruit. You know, that's, that's kind of a, a secret of, of this subject we're talking about, is that not only will it keep you out of trouble, but it's a matter of life and death. That verse right there says so. What you say is a matter of life and death. You don't believe it? Think back when you were an unbeliever. Many of you might have been negative people, negative talking. Some of us might say, well, we still got a negative talking. Okay, don't, don't confess that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you might have been a worrier or a negative talker more than you were positive. Okay? What did you get? Think back. Were you getting life on every turn? <laughs> or were you getting what you said? <laughs> Were you getting more worries, more anxiety, <laughs> more troubles? Okay. Don't answer that. Just think about it. But this is a spiritual truth. I didn't write this. This is in your Bible. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Meaning in the authority of your own tongue can determine what comes out of it, what comes back to you. Death or life. Which one do you want? You want life. You've got to speak things that line up with life. Say, so, well, what is that? Well, well, I'm glad you asked. We're going to find out during this series. In fact, I think the last part of it is going to be some good confessions to speak the words of life over yourself. So, it's a truth. And it says here, the people who love it or understand this or, or crave after this truth, they'll get it. Now, the people on the negative side will get the negative benefit and the people who understand this for positive, who understand the life part, are going to get life. You say, well, I can't control sickness and stuff that comes to me or if I get a disease. No, you might not be able to control if you get it, but you sure can speak health and life over your body. You know, the power of God is able to drive, is, is higher than in, than in the name of Jesus and the power that comes, the grace from God in the name of Jesus is higher than any name of any disease or any sickness and has more power than that. Those are just earthly things, viruses, bacteria. Some of it's demonic. But any of that, viruses, bacteria, or demons, are they not all subject to the name of Jesus and to the Word of God? Okay, well, duh. Then, you know, you didn't have to... Many of you answered that right off the bat. You didn't even have to think about it. 
Life is in the power of our tongue. It's up to us. So that's what I was saying. You say, well, I can't help if I get a sick or I get... Well, maybe you can't. But, but you can speak life, can't you? Isn't there, isn't there verses that's the, li- the, the, the life of the Word of God that has power in it? Would we not all agree that God's Word has power in it? And so, again, you have the ability to speak that. If something comes on you, you got the ability to speak probably getting too far into this. All right, look at um, Matthew 12, verse 37. Matthew 12, verse 37. Now, this is read in my Bible. This is Jesus talking. Listen what he said. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Now people often focus on in this verse on justified and condemned. But I want you to look at, at two other emphasis of, of this verse that's in both parts of that. We know the difference between justified and condemned. Those are two opposites, right? I mean, in other words... You could look at it this way. Getting eternal life or getting eternal damnation. Okay? So those are, the, those are the end results. But what I want you to focus on what he said is your, your words. Your words determine justification or condemnation. Your words. Say, well, I thought Jesus determined that. He came and died on the cross, not me. Well, he did. But guess what? Did, just because he died on the cross, does that mean everybody on earth is saved? Everybody on earth is given salvation, but does that mean they are saved? No. <laughs> Read the whole Bible. People end up going to hell. People end up rejecting God. They rejected Jesus. So, it's not just because he came that people are justified. It's by what? By their word. You know, it's not even on what they believe. Do you know you could believe there's a God and go to hell? I guarantee you, if, if you could, when that time comes, take a poll of all the people in hell and say, you believe there's a God? Oh, yeah, we wouldn't be here if we only had another chance. So it's not even what you believe. Now, don't get mixed up. It starts in the believing. (laughs) But it's not just what you believe. It's by... Jesus said it right here. I didn't write this either. Jesus said it. It's by your words you are justified. Wow. If, If you get a hold of that, and there's a whole lot in between justification and condemnation. There's a whole lot of living and a whole lot of things going on in your life in between those two extremes of your destiny. Okay? I'm talking about everyday living, pursuing your calling, things you run into, circumstances here and there. Okay? In school, in, in, on a job, with your family, in the world, career, Whatever. All these things are in between those two extremes. But 
It's your words that determines your destiny. It's your words that determine how those things turn out. Well, you're blaming everything on me. I'm not blaming it on you. It's your responsibility is what I'm saying. Jesus has given us his promises, his power, his authority. So much so that we can determine to be justified by what he's given us if we'll only believe and speak it, confess it. But I'm saying everything in between that, because he gives the whole other extreme, is affected by your words. We just read a verse. Death and life. Aren't those two extremes? So everything in between is affected by your words. Boy, if you really soak that up, <laughs> you could... You could, I know you got other things to do, but if you went home this afternoon <laughs> and, and sat on your sofa <laughs> and just pondered that for about four hours, you, you, you wouldn't get done pondering that all afternoon. Of how what I say is going to determine my destiny in everything I do. Boy, that's something. That is something. I told you when we, when we finished the last part of goals, it was the how. Okay, this is a big how. <laughs> how. This is a big one. Of how those goals are going to be accomplished. And so that's why I really believe we're going to be led to spend some time on this. Um, I'm going to, sh- I think we'll, we'll, We're not going to cover all this, but I want to jump down to that Colossians scripture. Colossians 3. And then we'll come back and pick this up the next time. I said I wanted to just introduce this today. Colossians 3 and verse 17. says, Whatever you do in word... Or deed. So see, people say, well, it's just my actions that matter. It's not what I say that's important. Well, what does this verse say? In fact, it says it first. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. So whatever you do, how much does that cover in life? 10%? 50? How much? How much? Everything. All. Whatever you do. Is there anything that's not a whatever you do? <laughs> okay, so in that category fits everything. In word or deed, so words or actions, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks through Him to God the Father. See, he ultimately should get the glory. So I, I, I kind of boiled it down to this, and you can fill in the blanks. If you can't say it in the name of Jesus, then don't say it. Boy, would that be a filter. <laughs> It'd be mighty quiet. <laughs> Our whole manner of conversation would probably get so different, we'd probably be people of few words, wouldn't we? But you know, this is what God's Word says to do. 
What, didn't we just say that's what, it says whatever? Say, well, that's heavy. Yes, it's deep. <laughs> it's heavy. But it's the truth. Because why? Because God wants you to have life. And His words, which you can say in the name of Jesus, not necessarily yours, have life in them. And He has given the ability for you to speak life out of your own mouth. See, it said in that first... Scripture, it talked about mouth and tongue. Okay? So, we talk about out of your mouth. Those are the, the what the words are that come out of your mouth. You know, are they going to be words of life or words of death? Are they going to be positive or negative? But tongue, we talk about people who have a certain kind of tongue. You know, a sharp tongue. <laughs> uh, uh, a critical tone. That's the tone of it. So you know it's not just what you say, it's how you say it too. You don't believe it, you can get in big trouble over saying something that might be right, but if you say it the wrong way, woo! <laughs> don't try that. I know you all have. But it's the mouth and the tongue that, that in that verse... It says if we put a guard over it, we'll keep us out of trouble. So it's what you say and how you say it is what the Word is saying. If you put a guard over it, it'll keep you out of trouble. But then we know that it says that in that process is life and death. To, to both extremes, condemnation, justification, and everything in between. And... And then it's saying here, if you, you know, the bottom line filter from the New Covenant perspective, if you can't say it in the name of Jesus, don't say it. Whew. Probably thinking, boy, I didn't want this series. <laughs> can't you come up with a better one? <laughs> this one's too tough. <laughs> I want to go back to the seeker-friendly church. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you do. We're, we're going to get there. But I'm going to have to hold you off till till another week. Yes. Um, 